in the middle. I'm disappointed that power gas is taking the place of nuclear, which is a vastly cleaner source of energy, even if it should only survive until we have the renewables that we need. So that's my comment on that, Kevin. As far as Washington is concerned, um, you spoke to the second go-round. The first go-round was defeated because some really fabulous environmental nonprofits wanted the money to go to them instead of as the current, hopefully, plan will be that the money gets returned as oil money got returned in Alaska. In this case, it will get returned to individuals and the $2,000 per family that, um, that Bob mentioned is um, going to be fabulous for people who rent and who don't have a lot of cars. It'll be not so interesting to people that have mansions, yachts, and fleets. So I think in that sense, there's some social justice or some climate justice also in that. Um, so I guess I approve of that. I wonder if we are planning to trade off um, the support of the fossil fuel industry for eliminating litigation against them um, as a result of the damage that has already been done. And I'm, I don't know who should be the right person to answer that, but that's my question. Well, I'll take a crack at it because I think we have to separate uh, the liability or potential liability for all this from pricing carbon. There are two different issues. Uh, pricing carbon is an immediate, urgent requirement. We have to do it. And so you don't want it in the courts for the next 10 years. Now, you know, if there's liability, the courts will sort that out. But it's a separate issue. Now, if you're asking, is, is, the, is the potential for liability one of the reasons that the oil companies are supporting pricing carbon? Probably. I think that's a question to ask them. But if it is, great. Not so much. OK. Do you want to expand on that? The, yeah. You can probably hear me fine. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it really, it, it, it is not the reason for that. Um, and I know a lot of people think that way. Um, let's set aside whether the, you know, a lot of those lawsuits have, have not worked out. It doesn't mean that they won't at the end of the day. But the reason we're doing this, and actually um, uh, our chairman, you know, we have a, an external chairman, uh, wrote a, um, uh, an op-ed in the Financial Times where he said, we're in favor of a fast transition because it's good business. Why is that? Well, if you accept the science of climate change, and we've done that for a very long time, for all of what everybody said, and especially you, Bob, um, it's an urgent problem. And if we don't get at it, what's going to happen? We're going to have draconian and less effective policy that will be bad for business, be bad for society, and bad for the climate. So, I mean, we want to get going. This is why carbon pricing is a great instrument. The only thing I would say in addition to that is we don't think there are some regulations that would conflict with carbon pricing, but there are others that are supplementary and would be needed. So to the point made here, I think we're getting past this sort of vapid debate about it's all carbon pricing or it's all regulation. And, and environmental groups are really helping in that because we're sitting down together with industry. But no, I don't, I don't think the litigation, and I, Bob, I think you're right, it's a separate thing. And let's focus on addressing this now rather than winding through the courts forever. 